Welcome to Fear Less, an audio series designed to help you take action towards letting go of your eating disorder. My name is Jessica Flint, and I'll be your guide to helping you embody the recovered version of yourself. Like every human being ever to walk this planet, you and I are not immune to fear. It is biologically programmed into our brains. At the same time, I'm committed to not letting fear control my destiny and want you to have the same freedom. Every time we choose courage over fear, we grow stronger and receive what we desire most in regards to our recovery, our health, love, wealth, and impact in the world. In order to fully let go of your eating disorder and whatever is holding you back in life, you need to learn how to alchemize fear into courage. So let's lock arms and do this work together. Welcome back, my warrior loves. Today, we are going to talk about a life-changing concept of what's called shadow work. And ideally, we want to help you embrace and love your shadow self. And today, along for the ride on this fearless journey is my co-pilot, Andrea Wells, who is the new host of Recover Strong here on our Recovery Warrior Show's podcast channel. So welcome to the show, Andrea. Hi, thank you. Good to be back. I'm so excited about all the changes coming up. Yes, so excited to have you step into the new host seat of Recover Strong, which is happening pretty soon. We're getting we're getting this ready. Just getting you transitioned here with doing some shows with Fearless and anything you want to say to listeners who are going to be hearing you as the new host of Recover Strong? Um, yeah, well, thank you for listening, first of all, and giving me the opportunity. And if you haven't heard what I've shared in a previous episode, I was a listener of the Recovery Warrior Show podcast years ago, and now I'm here as a host on the channel. So I've been a listener. I remember what I loved about the the show and the podcast. So I hope to do more of the same, give you um, the same help and encouragement and hope that I got and I hope you like it and let's heal together. Let's keep healing. Yes, I love it. And how cool is that in like perspective? Like imagine you what? Like, cause that I started the Recovery Warrior show before it became a podcast channel with multiple shows. I started it uh what back in May 2014. So, you know, like when you were listening to the show then, you probably had no freaking idea that you would be sitting here with a microphone in front of your face and a headset talking with me. No. And being the host of the show, right? Maybe a listener now might be a future host. Who knows? Who knows? I know. We have a podcast channel. Uh, that's so cool. Well, thank you for being here today. And, and this topic that we're going to be covering in this lesson is all about the shadow self and shadow work. Now, for some of you, if this is the first time you're being exposed to this concept, just be gentle with trying to unpack it and understand it all in one fell swoop. Like it really is something that needs to to be kind of like marinate and sit with it. And I'm continuing, like I'm continually unpacking shadow work and shadow self. It, it really is a lifelong process. All this, what's called shadow material. It's this hidden desires, hidden aspects of ourself that are are deep in our unconscious. So they're not in our conscious, right? So let's just talk about the, that dichotomy there is we have conscious awareness, which is really controlled with by our ego, right? We understand it's the box in which we put things in. We like to think it's very contained. And then we have the unconscious, which is just this vast reservoir of material. 
and it is material that we've collected since our birth. Uh, there's even this idea of the collective unconscious, which resides within us based off of our ancestry, like the idea that what happened to your mother, to your grandmother, to her grandmother is also part of your genetics and part of kind of how you see the world and experience the world. So when looking at these things, it's important to understand that our unconscious is not very accessible to us. It, it's it's underneath, right? It's unconscious. And that can <laughs> freak a control freak out, someone who's like type because you just like, well, like, let me understand it. Like, let me mm-hmm. understand this thing, right? Like, I want it in the box. And it's like, ah, but that's the mystery. You can never put it in a box. It's too big. It's too big. It's too vast. It will never be put in a box. And I'll be really frank with shadow work. It is not for the faint of heart. And it's not for everybody, depending on where you're at in your journey. You need to be able to apply a massive, massive amount of humility to oneself, humble up, because our ego really wants to have these labels of good, right? The, le- the ego does not want to see itself in a negative light. Now, we criticize ourselves, so that's kind of something to put aside. Like that, that, That's a way even for the ego to try to protect itself to be seen as good, right? To criticize oneself because you think that's going to put you in a better state or be perceived better, this idea of perfectionism and criticism and self-criticism. Now, that's not necessarily how the, the shadow works. The shadow is really there to awaken us to all these hidden parts of ourself, good, bad. Let's even take away those labels and just make them all neutral. This idea, though, is that we actually do have to look at parts of ourselves that we really just don't want to see. And to sit with it with compassion is the most important part. Because if we're trying to sit with it with blame and judgment and I just want this to go away, it, it doesn't go away. It's the shadow. You can never remove the shadow. It's it's uh, an inherent part of who we are as our ourselves. So it's kind of the the opening preface. This is such a deep topic. I freaking love it. It's, it's what I live for. And I am excited to get into it. And when I step into the host role of Love and Learn, we will definitely be exploring this topic in and out all over the place. This is the type of guests I want to bring on who are very versed in shadow work and this is part of their practice. So if you this is of interest to you, just know Love and Learn is really going to get into this because I, I, I believe it's fundamentally the path to truly awakening oneself and understanding how to be in greater harmony with self in the world around you. Now, Andrea, have you heard of this concept of shadow work before? We, we kind of you know, tackled it with this lesson, but is this a concept that you've been working with actively or have had an awareness around? It is something that I first heard of from you. <laughs> and I never really, like, I've heard it from you, especially as I started working here and I've seen it come up in some past episodes and current episodes we've done. You've mentioned it before. So I've been learning about it. And the the lesson will explain a little bit more about what it is and how you do it. I don't want to spoil it, but as I was reading, learn, uh, listening to that, I realized I've done similar stuff in therapy. I think a big part of eating disorder therapy and trauma therapy was doing that work, looking at the dark parts of yourself, the stuff that's hard to look at, being really authentic, humble, and accountable. Um, So I feel like I've done really similar stuff, maybe not with the label shadow work, but I think it's been um, instrumental in healing from food and body struggles. So yes and no, I've done it, (laughs) I guess you could say. Yes and no, maybe somewhere in between. (laughs) 
I think it is a practice that's common within like the therapeutic process without having to put the label in. It, it really is more analytical psychology or depth psychology are, I would say, the main modalities that really use that term more frequently, shadow work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so for anybody who's like, okay, like shadow, what are we talking about? We all have this shadow self. And it's not an actual external part of ourself. It's it's within our own inner world. And the beautiful thing about the shadow is that when we do change our inner world, our outer world does shift. And this is such a beautiful thing to kind of look at and the way that your belief systems can change. And then the world around you changes. And you may have had examples, and I always think it's so helpful to look at things retrospectively, of where something that was a repeated pattern has no longer, it's no longer in your life. It's almost like it just fell away, almost like leaves on a tree in the fall. It just like naturally, gracefully falls away from your life and it no longer comes into your orbit anymore, like your your frame of reference. I'm vibing with that. You're vibing. Yes. I yeah. I'm vibing with that. Yeah. Because that's that's describing my experience with eating disorder recovery in a nutshell. If falling away like the leaves. <laughs> you described it. That really resonated with me. I've definitely experienced that. Like that's that would be a good description of recovery in general for me, I think, ideally. Yeah, if you're sitting there trying to like pluck the leaves and like, come on, like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's a, it's a process. It's a natural process. It's an unfolding. You're it's, growing. Yeah, you're growing. You're growing, not fighting. I like that. You're letting go. Now, the, the shadow parts of ourselves, though, this is really the parts that we've rejected. We've hidden them away. These are denied, buried parts of ourselves. They can be even our desires. They do not have to be all negative at all. Like shadow material can be gifts and abilities that you have that were maybe too scary to have you be witnessed with these. Or maybe early on in your development, someone was like, no, that's bad. And all of a sudden, ego is like, oh my gosh, must be good. Shove that down because that's bad. And I know a lot of people who get told that they're too much, you know, like early on in life, you're too much or your emotions are too much. And it's like, then that becomes a repressed part of ourself. Oh, emotions are bad. Let me tuck those down. Oh, okay, me being really full of energy and excitement. Ooh, that's bad. Tuck that down. And these are just temperamental parts of who we are. If we're someone who has more energy or more vibrance, charisma, like all of these things, if you're very charismatic and you're met with someone who who has more of an envious temperament and they want to shut that down because that that brings out their shadow of envy then you're kind of dancing this thing where like, I can't be my full self because I don't like the feeling of envy being directed at me. Uh, And so we're also dancing with other people's shadows. So we have our shadows and they have their shadows. And when we like think about it, it's we don't actually fully perceive people in the way they perceive us. We're all just seeing it through our own lens. And this can be called projection. Like we're just projecting what we see and what we believe based off of our core sense of self and what you know, and also this shadow self, what they see. So I've started to really love to unpack that and be like, if this person was neutral, if I was neutral, and I start to see things from a different, because we come with our stories, right? We come with this whole loaded history and we can meet somebody who we project all of that onto and it's not even theirs. It's all ours. So like you said, the word accountability is so perfect. It's about ownership. It's about, okay, wait, let me take this. This can be good thing. This can be like things that are positive. These can be things that are destructive. Like, let me just take all of this, <laughs> you know, like, let me just neutralize this situation. 
And I mean, we've talked about body neutrality. Like that's an example too of neutralizing something that is so loaded. Like one's experience around their body is so loaded with this history, all this beliefs and thoughts and judgments. How has shadow work tied in with body image for you, Andrea? Yeah. So shadow work or what I didn't know was called shadow work, but I guess it was <laughs> for me with body image, um, it played a big role in neutralizing body image like we just talked about. So there was a period of time where my body image was so bad. I hated myself. I hated the way I looked. I literally felt like going out into the world and like going to the store or running an errand was doing a disservice to the world because people had to look at me. I felt like if someone had to look at me and see my body, I'm so ugly. I'm so fat. It's Mm going to make their day a little worse, which is really, really sad to look back and think on. I have a lot of empathy and sympathy for myself that I ever felt that way, that that ever kept me from wanting to go out and do things. But the reality was it did. Um, But thank God I had a lot of I had a lot of help. (laughs) I had an eating disorder treatment group, support groups, therapists. And through the work that we did in those groups, really breaking down body image, where the beauty ideals come from, talking about body neutrality. And that was a really hard part of myself to face. Even looking in the mirror, like we're talking about facing stuff hypothetically. I'm sure a lot of people with body image issues have struggled with this. It's hard to look at your reflection. So talk about avoiding stuff or not wanting to see these shadows metaphorically and physically. And it takes time. It takes a lot of time. It's an ongoing practice to work on neutralizing the body, looking in the mirror, being kind to yourself, having compassion. And again, it's not something that was labeled as shadow work, but it definitely has a lot of the components of what you're talking about. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to get that kind of help and help me get through it. Because yeah, neutralizing, facing the shadows. And it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so raw to peel those feelings back and really face them and really take them on. But it's so helpful and so worth it. It breaks my heart. That, I don't know. It's so, it's like when we see other people in their shadow, we're like, oh, like, I'm sorry that you feel that. It's because you see the humanity of it, like just how whenever there's shame, you know, that's when you're kind of, you know, you're, you're close in the realm of shadow when, when there's so much shame because it's this stubborn part of our, our personality or, or just like patterns in life where it's like, gosh, like again, you know, like this thing that I just can't get rid of <laughs> or that keeps coming back with so much force and um, energy right behind it. It's It can feel so impossible to take it on too when you feel that way. Totally. A helpless, really, yeah. right? Or like powerless. Like it's like, and, and that's when this concept of shadow comes in because it's about embracing and accepting it. I, I feel like it's in our victim stories is where our shadow is the heaviest. And if we really want to break out of a victim story and always being feeling like we're in, you know, put upon or the 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 pity and the self, the blame on others or even on ourselves, like when we can just sit in this shadowy space, hold love and light for it it then allows us to take on a whole new position, creator position. Okay, what's next? How do I work with this? Yeah, well, it sounds a lot like what we've been talking about in the Fearless series so far, which is you're not trying to get rid of fear. It's changing your relationship with it. And that's kind of reminding me of what you're describing with the shadow because you can't get rid of your shadow. It's always there. It, it, it'll evolve. It'll it'll look different, but it's always there. So it's about changing how you relate to it, how you manage it. And it doesn't have to be a big, dark, scary shadow all the time, just like fear doesn't have to take over your life all the time. It's just riding the waves and going with the flow and working with your shadow. 
Yeah. Any closing thoughts on shadow work or confronting this part of self? Yeah. No, I just want to encourage people to keep an open mind. And something that I, like, whereas we're saying the shadow doesn't go away. Yeah, I've done a lot of shadow work with body image and it's helped a ton. Then there's still more stuff to be done. (laughs) There's still other work and other things to heal from. And in my mind, personally, when I think of things like, what might I want to address next? I'm scared. There's parts of myself. It's like I'm being vague because I'm scared to even like say it out loud. I'm like things that I, I'm avoiding. They're hard to shine the light on those shadows and see them for what they are. So I guess I'm just trying to say, let's all be courageous about this, right? <laughs> and it can be hard, but I think a lot of things that are hard are worth it. And it may be ugly and uncomfortable, but we can do this. I'm like trying to hype myself up right now as as much as I am the listener, I think, because for me, like, yeah, it can be an adventure and there's definitely an aspect of that. And it's also like, I'm a little scared. It's scary to look at the shadow and the parts of yourself that you have buried deep. You freaking inspire me. (laughs) I'm just thinking now about like, well, because the whole thing that you just shared earlier about like fear of even leaving the house, right? So what is that? Fear of being seen? Fear of being like seen, right? I would say like visibility. And here you are talking to thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people being heard, right? Seen. Check out our reels. Uh, (laughs) And being seen, right? So this is meeting the shadow part of you that's like, oh my gosh, you know, like. No, you're so right. It's true because it's like I'm here and I still, I've shared some fears around stepping into host and the fears are still there, but I, they don't, keep me locked in the house anymore. They don't keep me from, you know, advancing in my career and having goals and achieving them. Like it's definitely just what we've continued to talk about is that your relationship with fear changes and you you take the power back. Mm, yes. And thank you for the kind words. I appreciate that. <laughs> no, you totally when you're talking, I'm like, oh, I'm so inspired right now. <laughs> uh, and dear listener, we will cover in this lesson here, we'll get more into shadow work and kind of give you some ideas on how to spot yours. And then we do have a future lesson that will help you with this as well. And I just want to say, be patient with this if it's something you're just hearing about and exploring. And once again, I don't think everybody's ready for this exploration. So if you, if it doesn't call to you, don't worry. I do not recommend doing shadow work if you do not have a healthy self-compassion practice first. So first and foremost, arm yourself with self-compassion practices and tools, which we always talk about here on this channel as like the most important thing. So I would say first and foremost, get self-compassion practices and an understanding of this powerful, powerful way of interacting with self first before really taking on shadow work. You really have to come to this with just deep self-compassion and ability to meet oneself in moments of suffering and of... um rawness. And and that's the beauty in life. I really do think that's what makes life all that it is. Okay. Well, let's dive into this lesson on shadow work. In our lesson today, we are going to discuss the importance of shadow work in healing fear. I'll add the disclaimer at the top that shadow work takes courage and strength. It can be very uncomfortable and confronting to explore your darker sides and parts of you that don't feel lovable or acceptable. This work requires self-compassion and self-examination. Now, these are absolute essentials. Today's lesson couldn't be possible without the wisdom of two notable depth psychologists, one being the man who created the field of depth psychology, 
also referred to as analytical psychology, and that is Swiss psychiatrist and psychoanalyst Carl Jung. The other is psychoanalyst Shireen Vishmaya. I have had the honor of working one-on-one with Shireen over the past couple years and am forever grateful for all I learned and how much growth came from doing my own personal shadow work with her. I experienced all of the benefits of shadow work, which include improved interactions with others, healing generational trauma, learning ways to meet my needs, tapping into my intuition and connecting with my deeper knowing, empowering myself and accepting my strengths, and feeling whole and integrated as a person. So those benefits definitely are worth the work. You may be wondering, what even is shadow work? Shadow work is a a concept that was popularized by Carl Jung. And Jung said, quote, The shadow personifies everything that the subject refuses to acknowledge about themselves." end quote. So he liked to refer to the shadow as this unknown dark side of the personality. You got to think about the moon, right? There's always a face of the moon that we're not seeing. Our shadow is the parts of ourselves that we've rejected, hidden away, denied, and buried uh, deep within our unconscious, right? So we're not aware of this material. And it's common for it to form during our childhood um, when we are, you know, just starting to develop our concept of self. And shadow work is really just the process of bringing these unconscious shadows to our conscious awareness in order to heal them. Now, one of my favorite quotes by Jung is, until we make the unconscious conscious, it directs our life and we consider it fate. So when you start to make the unconscious conscious, you're able to direct your life in a different way. You don't feel like life just happens to you all the time. You're able to influence the outcomes better because you are more conscious. So a fundamental goal of shadow work is to make the unconscious conscious. And according to Jung, quote, everyone carries a shadow and the less it is embodied in the individual's conscious life, the blacker and denser it is. At all counts, it forms an unconscious snag thwarting our most well-meant intentions, end quote. We all have a shadow. And we can't get rid of it or carve it out. It's part of who we are. So just like your human body will always cast a shadow. Think about it. Like no matter what, you will always cast a shadow. Sometimes, you know, you see more prominently than others depending on the light source. But no matter what, high noon, midnight, you have a shadow. It's part of you. You can't get rid of it. You can't cut out half of your shadow, right? Oh, I just want the the legs of my shadow and not the arms of my shadow. No, it's part of who we are. But what the beautiful thing is, is you can start to meet it and bring more consciousness to it and, and find more embodiment of it. Therefore, it's not as black and dense and dark and controlling. And another important point here is that the shadow isn't all negative. In fact, it can be a storehouse of some of our greatest talents and strengths that we're often very scared of of expressing or having being seen. So for example, someone who with very low self-esteem, 
you know, they'll often put things about themselves into their shadow because they don't feel worthy of it. But it doesn't allow them for expression because it's in their shadow. It's in the dark. So therefore, shadow work can offer this person or if you feel like this resonates with you a chance to reclaim the gifts that make you who you are that have been hiding away. According to Jung, the shadow, you know, is, is instinctive and irrational and is, quote, prone to psychological projection in which a perceived inferiority is recognized as a perceived moral deficiency in someone else, end quote. Ah, so this is where the connection with projection comes in with the shadow. People rely on projection to shield themselves from their shadow. Marie-Louise von Franz, a world-renowned analytical psychologist, said, quote, If and when an individual makes an attempt to see their shadow, they become aware of, and often ashamed of, these qualities and impulses they deny in themselves, but can plainly see in others. Such things as egotism, mental laziness, sloppiness, unreal fantasies, schemes and plots, carelessness and cowardice, inordinate love of money and possessions, end quote. With all of these things said, this leads me to one of the easiest doorways into doing shadow work. Being mindful of your triggers. Who annoys you? What pisses you off? Who can't you stand? Jung said, quote, Everything that irritates us about others can lead us to an understanding of ourselves. End quote. So is there someone in your life that you can think of that you're just like, oh my gosh, so annoying. Why do they do that? Can't believe they're like that. If only they weren't like this. Why do they always have to do that to me? I can't believe they ever thought that that was a good idea. All of these things that upset you, right? They, all of these things are gold in doing your shadow work. And so you can start to get really curious about things. Start to become aware of the little and big things that trigger you and be curious to why and what's underneath that. The next lesson will give you great practice to help you dig in deeper and we'll be doing uh, something that's considered more of a Socratic approach of questioning and, and exploration and inquiry. So this does involve asking objective questions that bring about critical thinking and re-examination of old stories and beliefs you hold about yourself. And as you do this, you can really begin to explore your shadow. You must be open to examining your thoughts, feelings, and assumptions. And when doing shadow work, it's important to give yourself grace. Shadow work is by no means easy and requires acceptance and compassion as you face the more difficult feelings and parts of yourself. And you can always call on others for help. Again, shadow work is not easy, especially if you've been through trauma. So it can be helpful to work with a licensed and trained professional to have someone there as you uncover some of these deeper shame stories that are lurking in the dark. I consider shadow work a lifelong process because, once again, our shadow never goes away. Our unconscious will never go away. But the beauty of braving your shadow is you can find deep healing. Things that used to trigger you can stop. 
For example, if you get triggered by comments from your mother about your body or her body and you find that she makes a comment like that and you feel nothing, you've made it to the next level in the video game of life. You've gone up one level because that thing that used to trigger you, that used to knock you off your rocker, no longer does. And that is a true sign of growth and healing. Through shadow work, you can make a deeper connection to yourself and your soul to become a more complete, authentic version of yourself. And when we are authentic, we are willing to risk being seen as we truly are, shadow and all. And we also become more able to see others as they truly are. In my experience, the willingness to take that risk is based in love, both for oneself and others, which creates a relationship that allows for reflection, honesty, and vulnerability. With this self-knowledge and greater wholeness, we can begin to withdraw our projections. According to Jung, quote, the best political, social, and spiritual work we can do is to withdraw the projection of our shadow onto others, end quote. The next lesson will help you with this process of withdrawing your projection. It is the most liberating thing to have your vision clear and the resentment evaporate and move one step closer to forgiveness. It can be so freeing to drop the mask the ego clings to so tightly and vulnerably open your heart to all the darkness and light within you and others. The greatest things in life are on the other side of fear. So let's not waste another moment of our precious lives holding ourselves back. And if you want support to cultivate the courage to face your own fears and recovery, head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com to get on the waitlist for The Courage Club. The Courage Club is a personalized support system and a supportive community to uplift you every step of the way. Picture yourself surrounded by a community of resilient warriors who genuinely care about your progress and will celebrate every victory, no matter how small, and are walking on a similar path to full eating disorder recovery. Inside, we are tackling struggles with food, body image concerns, and negative thought patterns. Head over to www.jointhecourageclub.com and embrace the journey towards a healthier and happier you. Thank you for tuning in today. And remember that fear doesn't have to hold you back. You can live with greater courage and take back your precious power.